My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. This series, we're covering Lost episode by episode of season one. We're recapping, we're, we're reacting, we're doing fun skits and, and categories like our favorite performances, our favorite moments, the mysteries, what, is, what has been answered, what has been revealed. Madison and I have never seen this show before. Steve is a rewatcher. He's a lost away. I'm a lost away. We found that out. And that's the shtick, baby. Madison's not here. Mm, she's, she's still not here. She's off in Denver, living her best life. Don't dox her. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> she's going to get swatted. By the time they hear this, I don't think she'll be in Denver. No. So, ha! Huh. Can't find her. Yeah. No, you'll be looking. You can't find her. But that's that's what normally goes on. Uh, we miss Madison. Next week, we're doing the three-part finale. 23, 24, and 25. Madison will be here for that, I believe. Yeah. We're recording on the Super Bowl, so I feel bad. Oh, next week, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> She's that. a big footballer. But she said she'll be here. You can email the show at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes and other content at streamingthingspod.com, except what is only available at patreon.com slash streaming things, which is a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Join our Discord family, all that fun stuff. What other things can you do with the show? Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, yeah. sure, X, whatever. Why not? Uh, Grinder. Look us up on there. Bumble. Bumble, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Baby. Um, there's other stuff you can do. You figure it out. Listen to other episodes where I'm better at this this part. That's what you can do. I think you're killing it, man. Big, big news for the show for 2024 coming up soon. We'll probably talk about it on one of the last Lost episodes, but we've got a whole slate of coverage planned out already. Yeah. And some big events that we're doing, some new merch, all kinds of fun stuff. New tiers for the Patreon, maybe. Oh, oh, boy. Can't wait to tell you about all that. Just stay tuned for that. But right now, let's just go to the island. Let's journey to the land let's of Sexy Saeed. Stupid Sexy and Saeed. And just delve deep like the mines of Moria into that. I'm going to deep too greedily and too deep mm. on that mine. For Teve, sure. Teve be deeping. Yep. This is Lost Episode 22, Born to Run, which I think is a Springsteen song. Uh, or close. Maybe. You would know more than I. I, I, I don't know that one. Unless it's an alt-rock band from the 90s. I wouldn't know. I'm not know. a Springsteen's guy, but really? yeah, Born to Run is a Springsteen yes! song. Yeah, you got it. Ha! <laughs> you got it. Um, It's a Kate episode, baby. Steve, what did you think about Born to Run? Your overall thoughts. Mm, Born to Run, original air date, May 11th, 2005. Mm. I was probably going to prom... My senior year prom, about to graduate from high school when this movie or when this episode came out. Really? Yeah, I graduated in May in 2005 from high school. It is, is May a prom month? Well, prom usually happens right before graduation. And mm. I, you know what? It probably was like a little bit before this. I feel like maybe uh, in April. No, it definitely was May because uh, we were a little bit later. Did you have a date? Uh, yes. To my senior prom, I did. I went to five proms, believe it or not. You've said that before. I've yeah. gone to zero. I went to five. I was one of those. Proms. I was one of those kid. I was. I was at home playing power <laughs> chords on my guitar, smoking a joint. Losers. Dude, you go to prom playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Like, oh yeah, this is way better. Dude, that's a great night. Yeah. Yeah, you go to prom. You have an okay time, sure, but then you go to the after prom. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's where it's at, baby. What uh, happens there? All kinds of stuff. It's basically a lock-in. They just lock the kids in. <laughs> but they but actually at least in my school, they did a really good job of like decorating the school so it looked unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. And they had like a bunch of games and, sh- and it was just a uh, a thing Pin for the tail on the donkey. Probably. Something simply had like a bunch of shit in the gym to do. It was a lot of fun. It was just a way to keep kids out of doing drugs and alcohol after the prom, you know? Lame. 
Yeah. <laughs> Playing Symphony of the Night. <laughs> what, what's that game where you, you throw sandbags in holes and it sounds funny? Cornhole? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have that? I think so. Were you cornholing yeah. at your prom? Yeah, we're cornholing all over the prom. Mm. But anyway. Uh, but yeah. No, so this uh, this episode, I, I gotta be honest with you guys. Uh, Never lies. I think I'm I, I'm realizing something about myself. I'm not proud of it, but I'm not a huge fan of Kate-specific episodes. Oh my God. I love Kate. Okay. I love that character. Whenever she's on the island, she's always like one of the go-to most reliable characters on the island. Sure. But all of her backstory episodes, at least up to this point, have always been kind of like, Eh, eh, ah, weird. Um, I actually think, I think you're speaking a hard truth right now. Am I? I think so. Do you, do you agree with me? I think I do. Yeah. I didn't love this episode. I tell you that. Yeah. I tell I, you that. I, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of this episode at all because they're, again, it's one of the instances where they're using the flashback. And again, I'm already not super into the flashbacks, uh, for Kate. There's a big, there's a big, uh, revelation for one of the mysteries we had, uh, seemingly at the end of this sure. episode and that's kind of like undercut it, an undercut. It falls flat. But then also because they're trying to tie the flashback to the current day of what's happening on the island, it's making Kate act strangely or out of character, at least to me in the present. I know what you mean, which is just kind of like ah, this is, there's a weird tone to this episode and it bleeds into other. Characters, yeah, sometimes they Kate. accidentally act like the flashback, like you said, is informing the character like they're it's almost as if this is heavily on her mind and she's thinking about it a lot. You know, yeah. it, it weirdly accentuates certain things in the present when it shouldn't, like she's been aware that this happened to her the whole time. You yeah. Know? <laughs> she's, she's just fine. She's also finding out in real time. Like, Oh shit. Oh God. That guy died. That's what my plane is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this was. That makes me sad. Oh geez. But uh, what about you? Is there any other different things you thought about this episode? No, no. Unfortunately for this whole week on the podcast, I didn't really love either of these episodes. There's certain great moments. uh, I didn't hate them either, but there's certain moments I did hate, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in this episode specifically that has to do with my own background. Um, And maybe it's a true reaction of normies, but it just seems weird what happens in this episode, I think. I can't Um, wait to find out what that is. But I, you know... Yeah, I uh, didn't like this episode. I agree with you. The Kate background stuff is strange and, and uh, uh, kind of slapshod, hastily slapped yeah. together. Criminal. Uh. She's, she's such a good person. Like they write her on the island to be this really capable, really good character. But they've they've kind of seemingly co- put themselves in the corner by making it so like, oh, Kate the, was the criminal. But she's not really a criminal. So we're going to really kind of bend over backwards to make things not seem realistic right and and it's just it's, it's just strange what they've done uh, how they handle her so much in her backstory at least agreed well let's dive in it starts in the past which is strange it doesn't always well it does usually but like it just jumps right in for me watching this there was no previously on mm-hmm. which oh, is really? maybe because i let it play autoplay after episode 21 which i never do yeah i don't know but it was just kind of I was getting Cheez-Its, I'll be honest. And I was like, what the fuck? Is this not a previously on? Uh, what kind of Cheez-Its? Break it regular, down for me. always original. Regular, good, good. Toasted can go to hell. <laughs> I do like a white cheddar every now and then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm a, an OG guy, personally. I'm happy to hear that. Good, good. But back in the past, there's some lady at some motel. We don't get to see her face. It's played like a reveal. It's like um, a very Hitchcockian type of uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, some focus on the license plate. I wasn't paying attention. Maybe it says eight one five. I'm not sure, but they do zoom in on it. I did. Again, I was getting cheese. It's, but there's a sneaky lady and Oh, it was Kate. She was a blonde. 
Ooh. I don't know if she was a natural blonde or if she's going back to her, her, her original her hair roots. color. Yeah. <laughs> Is she going back to her roots? <laughs> mm. um, and then she shows up at somewhere. She's expecting a letter for Joan Hart. So her alias is Joan Hart. I don't know who the letter's from. I didn't catch that either. I'm being a terrible recapper right now. Am I supposed to know any of this, Steve? I don't think you are. Okay. So she weeps when she reads the letter. And that's all we get in this section of the flashback. Back in the present, uh, she's playing with her plane because there's not many toys on the island. I totally get it. Charlie walks up with his guitar. He's plotting his return from the dead tour, which is hilarious. I got to respect this man's entrepreneurial game. He's yeah. thinking ahead. He's like, they're going on that raft trip. They're bringing help back. I got to start planning the drive shaft reunion now. Yeah. Or my solo career will finally take off because I'm the survive from the island guy now. Yeah. He's writing new songs. He's feeling good about it. He's, his creative juices are flowing. Kate's getting worried because that's the opposite of what she wants is to be famous. She is wanted internationally wanted. Right. So now the prospect of this little vacay ending is starting to dawn on her, which I think does explain some of her strange behavior, Steve. They do try to take pains to set up this conversation being the arbiter of her malaise. Yeah. Her frantic nature is just starting to think, oh, no, we are going to have to deal with the outside world soon. I have to start thinking about this way again, mm -hmm. you know, because she's been on the run for a while. She's good at hiding, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is just kind of strange where she's like, wait a minute, they are building a boat. <laughs> yeah, because it's the raft about to launch that's yeah. bringing all these fears to the surface. Um, and then we cut to a fucking character that apparently they're going to act like we know arts. Oh, you don't know Dr. Leslie arts. Who's a history science teacher. I mean, we just get thrown and it made me it gaslit me, Steve, because <laughs> we had this strange four month hiatus because of the strike. And I'm like, do I know arts? Am I a dummy? Oh no. I'm usually really good at this, this is why I do this for a living. What yeah. the fuck? I don't think I do. I think I was gaslit. You were definitely gaslit. Thank Arts you. has not appeared in the show as of yet. This is his first episode. You can't do that, yeah. Lindelof. Well, he, well, he clearly did it. He's he like, did. I, he's like, I done did it. In fact, I'm going to keep doing it. And this fucking guy, for the whole goddamn show. He knows a lot about weather and monsoon seasons off the coast of Australia. All kinds of stuff that yeah. a normal person wouldn't know, but a history science teacher also wouldn't know. <laughs> hey, he's got a, he's a doctor. All right. That's right. He's a doctor. Maybe he's just a doctor who fell on bad times and now he teaches high school. What do you think of this guy artsed? I don't uh, like him. Oh, well, as just as someone who has seen the show, arts makes me chuckle. Oh, he comes back. Oh, arts. I thought this was a one-off. No, arts <laughs> is going to be around for a while. He's just here now. Yeah, he's here now. <laughs> okay. Arts. He's a pretty minor character, but he's one of the Hey, we need a fifth person. Anytime that we need isn't a weather the main report. Crew. Yeah, we need someone who's a doctor who can like tell us something about nature. Some kind of exposition guy. Yeah, I think at one point he starts wearing like a little, he ties like a bandana around his neck. So it looks like he's always rocking a kerchief. And uh, Game of Thrones had a better yeah. solution for this. They would just have what we called sex position. They would just make people fuck. Do, do you want arts to be fucking somebody? I think it's a better solution. That, it's a more entertaining solution than arts. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just thinking of like the introduction introduction of Khal Drogo from like Game of Thrones, where there's like drums going off, and he's and Arts is just fucking someone on the <laughs> island, and they're like, Arts, we need your skills to learn the weather. He's like, Hold on. <laughs> no, but instead of the fucking, is what I'm saying. It's just him and his kerchief. Like, I don't know. Here's what I think. In my um, in my notes, uh, the scene kicks off. I wrote a couple of jabronis yell at the boat boys. That's right. It's just there's Arts, and then a 
bunch of randos out of nowhere. Yeah, so Arts rushes the launch of the the boat, essentially, is what the function of his character is. Yeah, he says that the trade, we, we want to go north to, to find the trade routes because we don't want to go south because Antarctica is south. No one's down there. So the winds are going to change direction soon because of uh, monsoon or season. they could find that polar bear, put him on the boat, and take him back home. Yeah. Tell your people. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what polar bears do. Yeah. Also, can I have a Coke? I'm thirsty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bing Rames. Um, <laughs> but he's saying, hey, you guys should have left ideally yesterday, right? So now they got to launch tomorrow. Uh, Kate catches up with Michael and uh, who says they got to leave pretty much now. Hey, I'm busy. What do you want? And she's like, I'm going with you. I'm a boatmaster, by the way. Didn't you know? I'm good yeah. at tracking. I'm good at killing, hunting, dyeing my hair, all kinds of good things. Also, I spent years on a sailboat. Uh, it's called a schooner. Not, and he not, leaves. Not to brag. <laughs> And he's like, there's no room on the raft for you. She even tries to take Walt's spot. Yeah. She's desperate. <laughs> Did you really bring your son on the boat? It's kind of dangerous. And he's like, okay, what? He's De- offended by that. Desperation is, is not a good look on you, Kate. I'm just saying like. <laughs> but ultimately she, she lands on Sawyer being the most useless member of the crew, right? Like what can he do? It doesn't matter. He paid his way on the boat. And she's like, yeah. Is there really any laws here though? Shannon yeah. just shot a guy and got no trouble. I think no. you can just kick. Could we Sawyer off. Should we shoot Sawyer? I'm just saying. We could have <laughs> Shannon do it. I think I know who really killed Boone. This is the long way for uh, Shannon's character to be turned into like the the assassin of the island mm-hmm. that like just doesn't get any repercussions. Like, well, we all agreed we don't give Shannon repercussions. The spinoff of the incestuous island ninja that we all crave. Yes. Shannon, by the yeah. way, in case that wasn't clear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the past... Back in time. Uh, there's a doctor. She says she's here to see Diane Jensen at the hospital. Uh, they let her right in. We don't know who Diane Jensen is, I don't think. There's a cop outside the room. So she gets spooked and hides her face in the flowers that she brought. Most useless state troopers ever. And then she ends up in the back of a nurse or doctor, Tom's car. Doctor. Dr. Tom. And uh, we know that she knows him from her past. He's like, oh, hey, girl I used to be in love with in the back seat of my car. Again, wink, wink. Um <laughs> she says, I need your help. And he's like, oh, okay. And I assume he knows that she's wanted and stuff, right? Yeah. So we find out later who he is, but he's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the present, Son asks Jen if he's really going. He finally speaks to her, says, yes, he's going. It's a touching moment. Saeed brought Jack uh, at Locke's behest to the hatch. Duh, duh, duh. The big reveal. I would love it if he was like uninterested. He's like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Is this what you've been doing? A We're concrete so door? hungry, dude. Where is the fucking... Oh, I'm sorry. Is this... Can we eat this? <laughs> like, that should be the reaction. <laughs> That'd be me if I was on the island. Oh, cool. Don't care. Glad you guys have been playing uh, Let's Dig a Hole out here for yeah. three weeks. Expending precious calories on digging? And 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 precious boons. On- Did you find my dad's <laughs> body? How about that? Uh, Jack, I'm unaware of, I don't know. This plot. <laughs> yeah. He's been walking around here dead the whole time. I didn't tell you guys. This is where you've been this whole time. Dad. I mean, Locke. this episode. Well, we'll get there in a second. There's something really annoying. That's kind of not annoying. I'm not sure where I fall on it, but it has to do with, <laughs> it has to do with how angry Jack is that Locke withheld this information mm-hmm. and Locke does point it out, but it's like they hit it really hard on the nose with how much Jack withholds from everybody. Yeah. And it comes up repeatedly in this episode, and it's, Jack it's comical. Just, Jack, just a big old hypocrite. Yes, um, but he's like, "What is this thing?" And Locke goes, "Exactly, 
<laughs> I love that line delivery because Terry O'Quinn has such a little twinkle in his eye. Like, yeah, now you're speaking my language, Jackie. He's boy. like pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh, isn't it? It's a hatch. It's the mystery of the island. We need to be revealed. And Saeed's like what that guy said. We cut briefly back to Sawyer. He's mad that he's about to be voted off the raft. Um, <laughs> this is such a funny phys- uh, great physicality. This is the height of the popularity of the show Survivor, by the way. So that joke crushed. Crushed, yeah. But, <laughs> but but the scene picks up and Michael's like dragging this heavy, huge metal sign. And Sawyer's like, what do you mean you're not bringing me on the raft? I'm useful. I got skills. <laughs> and he's just like, what? Help me, man. Can we not do this right now? Yeah. He hasn't fully kicked him off yet. He's just aware that he's on the chopping block. Yeah. Uh, so Sawyer goes to confront Kate, who he finds out is the you know, originator of this conflict. Um, and he, he, he throws her past in her face. So, you know, she's doing something with IDs when, when he catches her too. Yeah. That's how he, that. He's yeah. suspicious with that. And he knows that Kate wanted the Mar. He said, I tell her, I know that was the Marshall's case that you wanted. Um, and then she challenges him right back. Like if I wanted your fucking spot, I would get it. And she walks off. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he believes her. Yeah. She's convincing. Uh, they did a never have I ever game. He knows how serious Kate comes <laughs> that's to play. Right. Uh, Michael's He's like, ah, shit. <laughs> she'll, she'll kill me. <laughs> she's going to get, she's going to talk to Shannon, isn't she? <laughs> uh, Michael starts to feel woozy while he's working on the raft, talking to Walt, and then his tummy starts hurting. That's the worst. Ooh, my tum-tum. Walt runs to find Jack, finds Kate and son instead, and then so Kate goes off to find Jack, but Jack's at the hatch, uh, and he finds out that uh, Locke and Boone have known about the hatch for three weeks. Uh, and then he accuses him of withholding pertinent it, information. Mm-hmm. And then Locke hits him back with the case full of guns move. How long have you had that case full of guns without telling us, buddy? And so much more than that. The fact that Kate was a criminal. Yep. Uh, it goes on and on in this episode. And, and at the end of this episode, Son does something. And Jack says, I don't really feel like anybody else should know. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Like it's so on the nose. I don't Hello, think I don't pot. think they intended that part. I think it was just a coincidence that made it really funny. But yeah, I, I it, it's just this whole like because Locke's the same way that they're putting these two characters on opposite sides of each other at all times, but they're very very similar. Where like Locke also obviously withholds a lot of information from people. He doesn't tell them about the hatch, the plane. He doesn't tell them about Walt. Uh, and then I Jack love the, the same thing where Jack's like, "You didn't think I needed to know this, Locke?" And Locke says. No offense, Jack, but who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, essentially in his polite Terry O'Quinn way, yeah. which I loved. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like you act like you're begrudgingly the leader of this group. And it does probably suck to be the only doctor. And people say things like, no, we need you, man. You got to rest. Like, yeah. you're just trying to live your life, but you're so important. But at the same time, Locke's very well away. I don't actually need you. I never nominated you. I didn't vote for you. Yeah. You know, this is your third term. That's not allowed. <laughs> uh <laughs> How do we let that happen? What are you, Franklin Delano Roosevelt? I think bitch? Saeed needs a turn at the at the helm. Did you like my FDR reference? I there? did. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. I'm very proud of you pulling out an FDR. Um, when are you getting polio, Jack? <laughs> I got the vaccine lock. Uh, sorry, that was. I should not have yes ended that. Um, <laughs> Always yes and FDR jokes. <laughs> So, yeah, they they just go back and forth. But ultimately, Saeed's upset because Jack's like, 
fuck, man, I want to open this. <laughs> and Saeed's like, no. I, I love that uh, Terry Quinn's like, we got to open it, right? And Chuck's like, fuck yeah, we got to open this. <laughs> He's like, yes. Best case scenario, there's food and supplies. Worst case scenario, new home. Yeah. <laughs> Saeed's like, um, definitely not the worst case. <laughs> I could think of a hundred things worse. Zombies, dinosaurs. Yeah. Chlamydia. This thing doesn't have a handle in it. <laughs> There's definitely chlamydia in there, guys. <laughs> like Locke opens the hatch finally and like, oops, all chlamydia. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have fucked it. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have. I knew this is, this is why Boone was supposed to open this door. I treated the hatch like the Dune 2 popcorn bucket. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, man, that Dune 2. Oh, look, Shannon's popcorn. mad at me. I'm getting lonely out here. The hatch was looking good. Extra butter. Now I got the clap. Mm. which is not chlamydia that's actually gonorrhea let me see your hands clap <laughs> uh i love this exchange because at first i was like of course you'd want to open it right yeah but saeed makes really good sense he's like we don't know what this is but we know there's no fucking handle on it whatever's in there was designed to never come out right yeah. and i hate that you know what's in it <laughs> You are you being consumed by the mystery of what is in this I want to know what's in the hatch, and I have this feeling that we're about 30 episodes from the reveal, and that upsets me. You are not. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> you are not 30 episodes from the reveal. Is it even season one? I can't say anything else. Okay. But it's not 30 episodes. I have heard, I will tell you this, I would say it with my eyes closed, because I'm good at reading people. I'm like Saeed in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when this show was at its height that the reveal of the hatch being such an extreme letdown is one of the biggest criticisms that I have heard about this show. And I didn't even know what the hatch was, but that is like ringing around in my head. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like what a dud the innards of the hatch was. Um, So I'll just leave that there. Everybody can giggle and make fun of me <laughs> for not knowing. Look at this nerd. <laughs> um, fucking know what's in the hatch. Yeah. Loser. So he decides he wants in it. Saeed's pissed as well because he's like, I brought you here to bury the idea of, you know, we should bury the hatch, <laughs> not the hatchet. <laughs> we should bury the hatch. Yeah. Uh, but in the middle of that, Kate finally finds Jack and says that something's wrong with Michael. We cut to Jack with Michael, puts like a washcloth on his neck and he's like, all right, man, I don't know. See you. <laughs> You've been eating fish? Yeah, it's gross too. Uh, <laughs> fruit? Mm. You drinking the cave water? Mm. I don't know. Are you maybe a pussy? Because <laughs> <laughs> heat stroke would have been something that was gradual, so he's diagnosing him and keeping it close to his vest. Yeah. Um, goes to inspect the water that he's been drinking. Back in the past, uh, Kate asks Dr. Tom for her favor. An emergency- Dr. M- Tom. An emergency MRI for Diane is the big favor. Is that right? Uh, or no, it's so, like to sneak her in to say, yeah, he's scheduling an MRI. So no one's in there and she's out of like, it's a place that the state troopers can't guard. So it's a, it's a way for her to see Diane, which but we find out yeah. is her mother. <gasps> Mummy. At some point. Mama uh, Kate. And she's, she wants another favor at first. I love the way this plays out. Cause Kate's kind of selfish, right? She's, oh yeah. That's the whole point of this episode. But she's like, Hey Tom. And he's like, it's okay. I know you're grateful. No, I was going to ask for another favor, and that that's the the way the scene plays out. And he's like, what? And she's like, you know what? <laughs> and he's like, at this hour? And it turns out they're driving out to dig up a time capsule. They're going to do some night digging. Uh, that shot of the tree, by the way, gorgeous. Great shot of the tree. A couple things about this. A, Dr. Tom has a wife named Rachel. 
they have a son together in real life named Connor. No, like in, in, when they're talking to each other, Kate's looking at the photo of, oh, yeah, yeah. of He's got Tom's a whole family. son, Connor. He's 22 months next week. Oh, that's uh, right. His wife, Rachel is off in uh, Cedar Rapids visiting her family. Who's that's why she's baby? not there. I assume she does. Um, mm. and also when they, when they f- have that first shot of them driving up to the tree, you get the wide shot of the tree looking gouges. And then <laughs> a shot of the their car pulling up. But as the car is pulling up, it's like, like the Goodfellas like shot. Steer, like like I don't big, know what that is. Big cows or big horn cows or something. Iowa trot in the back in the background. Those are actually local politicians in Iowa. <laughs> Got them. <laughs> Got them. Uh, and but but I, I in, there wasn't a visual language setting up these cows when I was watching this episode. And the car pulls in the frame, and then you see these two giant cows like behind. I'm like, oh, "Fuck, run! What is that?" Nope. <laughs> it caught me so off guard, and it, it took me a second to be. Tom like, oh, just greeted them, said, "Howdy!" Just cows, and they said they looked at Kate and said, "We don't take kindly to your kind around here. We don't take kindly to criminals in these parts. Mm-mm. We're uh, law abiding bovine here." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, back in the present. Locke surmises Michael's condition uh, with Jack. He's over there trying to be like doctor buddies with him. Like, hmm. I like how they're now. Uh, it's probably not chlamydia, right? Like two uh, detectives that don't want to work together assign the same yeah, case. Buddy, it's a buddy cop. Yeah. The, the first act when they don't like each other. Yeah, because Jack's interviewing the witness or the the victim and Locke's trying to interview the, the witnesses to try to get a their, their case in the joint, right? Yeah, they are. Um. And he realizes pretty quickly somebody poisoned Michael. He sees the powder residue in the bottle uh, that that Michael had been drinking. He thinks it was Sawyer. Michael does. Because he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I was threatening to throw him off the raft. It was probably Sawyer, which wouldn't help his case at all. It was a terrible. He's a terrible detective, that Michael. Um, and then in that argument, Hurley spills the beans to Locke about Kate being a fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't recall when Hurley found out, but I'm, I'm just okay at this point with just putting things together. Uh, Hurley was like one of the first people to find out like mm-hmm. Jack found out and then Hurley immediately. Cause I think Hurley like walked in on them or something and this, yeah. he saw Kate's mugshot. Yeah. It was, oh, okay. it was, I think it was in tabula rasa that Hurley found out, but it was funny cause Hurley immediately realizes that Locke didn't know this information. And he's like, I'm not okay. I'm not the asshole here, guys. It's so hard to keep track of who knows what. Steve didn't even know about the goddamn polar bear. <laughs> I love that little outburst he has. Oh, he's like, yeah, I, I can't. Keep, I don't like keeping secrets, guys. Right. Yeah. I love this interplay between Locke and Jack in this moment because Locke's like, oh, is that something you thought everybody should know, Jack? And Jack throws it right back at him. Discretion, John. Yeah. But that's whole, the reason that doesn't work as a barb is because John's like, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, <laughs> you're proving my point, <laughs> sir. Um, we go back to Charlie, who's writing again. He's so excited to be working on his new song. He invites Turniphead and Claire to come stay with him in L.A. because they have no plans after they get rescued. Smashing. And Claire's like, oh, yeah, maybe. It's so cute. She's cutting his hair. But he's still excited about getting into music again. His head's moving. And she's like, quit moving. I'm going to cut you. I'm jamming. But uh, I We're love, jamming. I love he's like, uh, this is going to be track two. It's called Monster Eats the Pilot. Mm. Nice little callback to episode two. Also, yeah. Also, like, imagine being that pilot's family. It'd be good to be <laughs> immortalized like that. How does I want to? I want to listen to that song. How does it go? We could write it for a future episode. Not right now. I'm not going to freestyle monster it. Eats the pilot. Nom nom nom. Monster. No. Oh, like it's like a Scott Pilgrim style. I like it. Nom yeah. nom nom. Like backup singers. Yeah. Nom nom nom. Yeah. I'm, I, I can dig it. 
It's the guy that's in all of J.J. Abrams' movies. Nom, nom, nom. Carl or something. <laughs> what was his name? I don't remember Philip? that guy's name. Philip. I don't have it in front of me. Kevin? I want to say <laughs> Heath. No, no, no. Not Heath. You didn't uh, say Heath, did you? The guy in all of J.J. Abrams' Because it wasn't movies. his name like on the plane or, or in another Greg movie? Greg Grunberg. Wow, I was way off. Yeah, it's Greg. Not Carl at all. Greg Grudenberg. Greg Grudenberg. We're going to see that guy in our Star Wars coverage. I hope mm-hmm. you're excited for that. I caught something cool in this next scene, Steve. Oh, I, did you? I'm going to ruin your beach, please, but I, I just want to show off. Okay. Back in the past. Back in time. We find out it's Iowa, or at least that's when I first realized it is. Uh, they're digging. They're drinking beers and digging. In I'm Iowa, digging. you always bring beers when you when you dig. Especially and when you're night digging. Especially if there's bovines nearby. <laughs> Uh, Bring she, us the beer and we'll let you dig wherever you want. <laughs> steers for the beer. Beers for the steers. Why Why does the the bovines sound like, uh, what's that? Sam Elliott? No, that wrestler that became a politician, Jesse. Oh, that's he's in Predator. Oh, no. Jesse Ventura, like, we, you got to bring us the beers or we're going to turn you in because steel doesn't melt at that temperature. <laughs> I'm a sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> that's right, baby. She finds the little box, the time capsule, and that's where his fucking, the, we see the plane. It's the plane, boss, the plane. Big reveal. There's a baseball in there. Like, I thought it was a mixtape, but it's an actual recording. Uh, Kate and Tom, 1989. Uh, and they recorded this and buried it on August 15th. Hey. AKA 815, baby. My boy's learning. <laughs> Look at you go. So they were dating. They were young love. Um, and uh, they listened to the recording and uh, Kate kisses him afterward, mm-hmm. which, again, is selfish because he's married. It is. Yeah. And she says, sorry. But he's like, don't be. Don't be. I wanted it. I didn't hate that. I didn't push you away. <laughs> Back in the present. She's with her in-laws in Cedar Rapids. I fucking hate them. Yeah. That's why I'm here. It's true. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I went full Bill Clinton there as Tom. That's true. I did, honey. I did not have sexual relations with that criminal. I did not have time capsule relations with that woman. We just dug a hole by the cows that always hang out by the tree. Don't worry, we gave them steer beers. Back in the present, Walt finds Locke redressing his leg wound. I didn't know if this line was intentional, but I took it as a double entendre where he says, "Does it hurt?" Which is a dumb kid question for a wound, and usually an adult will go, "Yep." <laughs> But in this instance, it was kind of like it initially did not hurt. And that was a point of concern. So did they mean that as like a his legs are back to being fine again and it does hurt? He has feeling. Oh, I took it as he was saying, yep, because it's maybe it's not a physical pain for him right now, but it's a it's a more of a emotional pain for him because he doesn't know what the island is asking for him. And that is sort of his so many different ways to take such a simple line. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Walt says, I didn't do it, <laughs> which <laughs> is really suspicious. Wasn't me. So he's like, well, you think I, just because I know you burnt down the raft that you poisoned your father, which is like, yes. <laughs> and cause I was thinking it, mm-hmm. but Walt was, your, like, Walt was your first suspect. Well, like, definitely Walt between that and, uh, captain poison pants, you know, <laughs> which turns out to kind of be the answer. Um, I was assuming it was along those lines. Yeah. But no, Walt says, or he says, no, Walt, I would never think you would hurt your father. And he touches Walt to comfort him. Yeah. And at that moment, we are supposed to believe that Walt has like a clairvoyance now. Ominous Walt coming in hot. Not only can he manifest polar bears from comic books and birds hitting windows, but he can see the future. 
as soon as he t- <laughs> he's got undefined powers. Mr. Locke, don't open that thing. Don't, don't open, open it. it. Which freaks Locke out a little bit, but so, also Locke's like, I'm definitely opening it. What thing? Oh, he can't be talking about the hatch. He doesn't know about it. You all get chlamydia. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's what Walt says. Mm-hmm. You get something called chlamydia. <laughs> I knew it. I don't know what that is. It sounds bad. Yeah, he says, don't open it. So we're talking about the hat. She's got some kind of clairvoyance that comes up twice in this episode. How do you feel about ominous clairvoyant Walt? I know I'm, like in his, I'm his warmed last up episode. To it. You've warmed up to it? Yeah, it's kind of some extra little fun thing to be like, ooh, ooh. it's a device, you know? Yeah. I don't know about Hurley's magic stuff. And that's why they're all at the island and the 815, which sounds like a gang area code thing <laughs> at this point to me. Where my homies from the 815. Yeah, yeah, like they all start a gang when they get back to L.A. Um Anyway, we'll see. But Sawyer brings Michael Pepto-Bismol. He's being helpful. What a bro. Uh, Michael's like, fuck you. <laughs> and he's like, what? Trying to butter my biscuit? What I, what I do? Michael, uh, at this point, kicks him re- off the raft. I've been reading to a baby all day. I thought you could use a Pepto. Yeah. And uh, he says uh, he's a liar and a criminal. And that sets Sawyer off. He's like, oh, I'm a liar and a criminal. I'm the criminal. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Check you want to see out. a real criminal? Check this out. So he grabs Kate, dumps her backpack on the beach. She has Joanna's passport. <gasps> the person who died that we were reminded of in episode 21. Uh, and so she had planned on taking Joanna's identity. She wants to be on the raft desperately because if she's just passively waiting on the island to be rescued, she's much more at risk for being exposed as the fugitive Kate, is what she believes. So she needs to be proactive, be one of the first people to be seen. Um, it's honestly a terrible plan. Um, but it, it, yeah. it's maybe a little slightly better chance. Uh, so he tells pretty much everyone that she's a wanted criminal and she's been lying the whole time. And it's all of it, part of his ploy to stay on the raft back in the past. Tom, what if, what if she was trying to steal Boone's identity? <laughs> I'm trying to be Boone. Like, I can pull it off. All I gotta do is bang Shannon. I gotta purse my lips, arch my eyebrows, mm-hmm. wear cut off shirts and bang Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> hang out with and lock and lock. Hang out with lock a lot. <laughs> We're just getting the character. This episode was sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, it's 2024. What does everybody do in the new year? They make resolutions. They set goals. How about we don't do that? I mean, you can. It's obviously nice to have goals, but it's also a good exercise to focus on things that you like about yourself. You know, not making all those high pressure goals that you might fail at and just feel worse. You can set smaller goals. And I think therapy can be a good way to access things that you enjoy about your life and focusing on the positive, the gratitude. And BetterHelp is a good way to do that. If you've never given BetterHelp a try, it's therapy that's entirely online. You can do it all from your home and access a therapist by filling out a questionnaire. And if you end up not liking that therapist, you can switch. Again, along with the theme of this ad, uh, no pressure whatsoever. They're not going to have their feelings hurt by it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. Happy New Year, everybody. New year, new chances to be thankful for everyone around us. And we are so thankful for every single one of our Patreon members. But now it is time to give a special shout out to our super patrons for the month of January. So thank you so much to Sebastian Generale, Sean Callahan, Stanton Valentino, Bryce Coppin, Susie Callahan, Anthony Corona, Infamous, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, 
Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jay Scramo, Haley Anderson, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Peaches, Emmy, Haley B, Joe Velez, Michelle, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun Loving Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Orion Moore, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. Thank you all so much. And with that, let's get back to the show. Back in the past, Tom is in the hospital. Uh, he snuck Kate in so that Kate could see Diane say goodbye to her mother, we find out. Um, but then Diane starts, I don't know what, she, she just has cancer, but it's apparently some kind of mental problem too, because she just kind of wakes up and goes, help, help. Or is she scared at the sight of Kate? Is she scared of her daughter? Maybe. But she seemed like maybe just woozy, groggy from medicine, I guess, because there was a part of her that seemed kind of half there, Out you know? Uh, but yeah, you're right. It could just be. But why is she terrified of Kate? I feel like we we find out the big thing about Kate in this episode, but also we don't. Mm-hmm. There's still more to her criminality that the, we're learning, right? I mean, we're finding out that Kate, and when it comes to her criminal background, she's like an onion. A lot yes. of layers. So all we know about her was that she was robbing a bank, but she was lying to the bank robbing team. She just wanted what was in the safety deposit box, which was, I forget. The plane. The plane. Yeah. The plane that somehow got from their time capsule that they dug up from 1989 and into a safety deposit so box. So this is before the bank robbing part? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kate, is that always the case? The flashbacks are deeper in time? Not always. They're just back in time from the island. Back in time. Back in time. Um, so Kate starts yelling help. So or, uh, Diane starts yelling help. So Kate kind of runs away. But then the cop catches her in the hallway. Wait a second. She's like, no, I'm her daughter. It's all good. It's just, blah, blah, blah. I've, been, yeah. I've been looking for her daughter. And then, <laughs> and then she knocks him out, takes off with Tom in his car because she's like, I need your car keys. But he's like, no, it's brand new. Uh, <laughs> I haven't paid it off yet. It is a BMW. And then she she tells him to get out of the car because they're confronted by one of the police officers. And she knows she has to ram the cop car and get away. And it's going to be dangerous. And he's like, no, you need to turn yourself in and live some kind of life. I can help you. Mm-hmm. So she says, fuck it at the last second. And floors it, hits the cop who fires his gun. Oh, no. Tom was wounded and killed. Shot in the chest, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, she, We see the plane in the back seat, so we're, we're to assume she grabbed the plane and ran. It takes off, and Tom died. Mother of 22-month-old, husband yeah. of wife, mm-hmm. dead in that car, trying to help Kate live a better life. Yep. So she didn't literally kill. She just got a close friend yeah, killed. she created the circumstance in which he perished. Yes, which I, I know you said it didn't land all the way because, and I agree with you, but also it's sad. It is sad. It's just I think it, a lot of it is in the direction of how the scene plays out. It's just kind of like, well, she's like, "Give me your keys," and then he's there with her. Like he doesn't ever really seem to be super. Like you don't need the life of crime until right up there in that moment. I think there's a lot of twisted people that'd be like, "Fuck Tom, he cheated on his wife." Oh, 100%. There are definitely people who would say, fuck Tommy cheating on his wife. Which is such a wild take to me. Yeah? Why? Tell me. Because he doesn't deserve to die because he let somebody he <laughs> used to love kiss him. You know, everybody has that moment of yeah. weakness and life's complicated and messy. And mm-hmm. I know this because every time I bring up Kristen Stewart, which is, as you know, a lot, I get... You? 
Yeah, I know it's weird. <laughs> I get dozens of comments. Uh, there's a lot of people who think she's a bad actor who have only seen her in Twilight. And yeah. they're, they're just wrong. They're wrong, yeah. But there's more people, usually men, who, even though it's none of their fucking business, say, I hate her. She cheated on Robert Pattinson with that director, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's so weird to me because that is so none of my fucking business that it would never occur to me. Right. But also, like, people are human. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, that I know that there's a ton of people that are like, yeah, Tom, that's what you get. <laughs> you know what I mean? People are just weird about that. I, I wish that policeman shot you four more times. I'm not supporting infidelity. I'm just saying shit happens. Life it, is weird. It is sad because they definitely clearly had a relationship. They probably really love each other. And then she knows she's never going to see him again. And she's she, selfish and she kissed she's him. She's selfish. She kissed him. He didn't like push her away, but he was like, okay, this is a bad idea. I'm taking you. I'll, I'll let you see your mom, but then that's it. Yeah. Type of thing. He's trying to be helpful. And, 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 and he loved her. A uh, part of that love will always remain. Even right. that doesn't mean he loves his wife any less, but right. it's complicated is all I'm saying. Yeah. And I think he's a good person. Mm-hmm. He was just trying to help. And now he's dead. Doesn't matter. Now he's dead. Back in the present. No good deed goes unpunished. Uh, my daddy was right. Papa uh, Rudd. <laughs> back, back in the present, Kate tells everyone. She tells them the whole story pretty oh, much. Okay. So I have a note here. We were talking about all the random background people that they're just throwing in. There's a lot. There's a ton of them in this scene. There's it, like a bald guy working on the raft. The bald guy. Don't trust him. <laughs> that I'm bald. Guy, that's why I keep making that joke. That guy cracks me up because the whole scene, he's like, Cross his arms over the the beam that he's on, like like yeah. He's going full Mister Clean on I'm that raft. A, I'm here too. <laughs> I, my name is D- Doug Benson, and I, oh, the comedian. <laughs> oh yeah, that is a real person. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Doug Habalaboo, and uh, I'm here as well. I saw survive the plane. I think we should believe Kate. <laughs> what if he had a line? Yeah. He <laughs> just goes up and stands next to her. I wish I, like whenever there's these big dramatic things Tom. that are happening between the main players of the show and you get like the background extras that are just watching uh, you. I, it would be so funny if like the background extras just randomly like, yeah, Kate, get him. Yeah. Have chime in. Woo, Kate. Have an opinion. I'm on team Sawyer. I've been fishing with Hurley a lot. I don't trust her. I'm great at golf. No I also let, slept with Boone. No one let, <laughs> Wait, you too? Yeah, they just have some kind of drama. We all, everybody? Yeah, yeah the background extras drama. I want to see that. <laughs> uh, but Kate tells everybody, the, you know, she, the beans are out of the bag now. Um, and everyone, this is the, the scene that I hated. Everyone, without even knowing her crimes, immediately shitty to Kate. That, yeah, they walk away. There's a cutaway to Even sh- Claire, that cracks me up. She's like, don't look at my baby criminal. <laughs> my, my baby's going to become a criminal just by being in close proximity to you. By the way, we now know 80% of these people have murdered people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's count it out. Definitely, well, uh, Kate kind of. Right? Sure. Kate kind of. Sawyer definitely. For sure. Shot a man point blank. That's uh, why he's the nicest to her though. Right? Yeah. He gets it. He's uh, like, I've been there. Jen was literally like a muscle for a gang. Like right. Like Yakuza or something. Like he probably resulted in the deaths of a few people, but mm-hmm. did not live in well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Son's a serial killer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is a poisoner. Um, uh, uh, Charlie 
junkie, right? Like he's done some things. Sure. Stole sure. fucking, uh, what's his name? Hurley uh, has cursed numbers that has resulted in the deaths of well, hundreds of people. I'll, I'll let, I'll let Hurley off. He hasn't done a whole lot mm. wrong. Right. Um, uh, uh, Shannon brother fucker. <laughs> <laughs> right and hustler well, real quick so you mentioned Saeed everyone torturer oh yeah definitely killed some people jack result you know yes yeah, saeed is like, it has killed people for sure yeah. yeah and 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 jack's killed some people has he failing to tie up arteries yeah oh well i wouldn't medical I'm, malpractice i'm not gonna put that on on jack mm-hmm. yeah you gotta break some eggs to make an omelet you know what i'm saying <laughs> I would have tied Remember, that we have we have to do some harm to That's do right. no harm. That's first. right. Yeah, my, or, my oath was different. Uh, I do <laughs> love the one cutaway to Shannon because they cut away to Shannon in this moment, and she's given Kate the biggest stink. I, like, I know. I can't fucking believe <laughs> you're a murderer. Literally, last episode, I shot John Locke. What a hobag! What a salute. All I do is fuck my brother and shoot people. <laughs> I'm not like you. I'm not a real piece of shit like you. At least when I do it, I have the decency to look amazing while doing it <laughs> and i don't lie to people yeah i tell everybody i fuck my brother uh hi me shannon so i get like that they, they they've been lied to and you know it's maybe you feel left out of the loop it's uncomfy but i just don't see a real human interaction this hypocritical occurring i just think it was poorly done uh and as somebody who used to be a heroin addict has like stolen things and you know been arrested for forgery and petty theft it's just like if i <laughs> i just can't imagine all the patrons being like ah, ah. don't even look at my baby <laughs> you know yeah. it just was silly to me and i it was very and even jen's like everyone else is walking away <laughs> yeah he's like i don't i don't understand anything that just happened but Everyone's given to the stink guy to Kate. I'll just follow along. Ooh. I've realized to follow the group in the, in such matters. Right. So, um, I'm just bored. <laughs> I just really need to get off. I wish they had left one of the extras there to walk up slowly to her and pat her on the back. There, there, Kate. I'm arched. You know, your best friend. Hey, arched has a name. All what right. If, Bald if, guy doesn't. What if they started writing their own backstories? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy that sleeps with Evangeline Lilly every night. And we're like, Frank, you don't have a line. And definitely it's not going to be that. Uh, uh, cut away. <laughs> He's directing himself to. <laughs> cut away. It's me. Uh, interior hotel room. I'm getting money together to for a, a drug exchange because I'm really good at drugs. And the empire I have built uh, other cut away f- 10 years earlier when my, my dad handed me the keys to the drug empire and I shot him. Because I, I also have dad issues. Flashing back to the present, skinny dipping with Kate at the waterfall. That's never going to happen, Frank. Stop saying that. This is why no one hangs out with you, Frank. We just need to bring the waterfall back. I'm just saying. Uh, title card. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> You're off the set. Um. So, yeah, that happens. Everybody's disgusted with Kate. How dare you? Um. She looks at the toy plane in the sand. Oh, she dropped it. Yeah, she dropped it. It's uh, so sad. Yeah, everyone is um, work at speeding up on the raft. They really need to get it. They have a deadline now. They want to set off tomorrow and son's looking on. She's looking real sad. My next note is they're finishing the raft. Who the fuck is that guy? It's the bald guy. <laughs> uh, and this is where Jack talks to son. She's just watching it all go down. And he's like, Jen's really has his heart set on leaving, doesn't he? And she's like, yeah, he does. Is that why he did it? You know, and calls her out on the fact that she poisoned uh, Michael inadvertently trying to poison Jen. So he figured out that he cracked the case. 
Um, and he says he won't tell anyone. I don't see any reason why they need to know. And I put Locke would find that hilarious. I wrote maybe to exonerate Kate. I, I was thinking that, but the writers but, thought of that. But then, yeah, it's actually Kate that told something to do it. Um, I wouldn't it be funny. Like, imagine if this conversation played out exactly how it did, but Jack was fucking wrong. <laughs> he wasn't son at all. He's like, so why'd you do it? <laughs> do what? What? Why'd you poison him? Huh? Huh? <laughs> You're trying to poison Jin so we'd stay on the island so he didn't have to leave you. She could just. The play. fuck is your problem? <laughs> she could just deny, deny, deny for sure. Yeah. yeah. Also, and this is being super nitpicky and petty. There's a massive island in the background, right? Like this, presumably the rest of this island, like it's a mountain range looking yeah. silhouette. It's gorgeous. I don't know that they filmed this in Hawaii and that's likely like Oahu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so funny to me that it, this is supposed to be an island so remote that they might not be able to find it again once they leave to help the others. That's what Michael's trying to tell Walt. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're coming back for sure. Except probably not. Right. Right. Dude, this is a massive fucking island. Like, they're <laughs> going to find you. It's, you know, unless this, this is... This was before Google Maps. Unless so this like... is a mystical <laughs> hidden island. Yeah, there's just map quests, so they're probably not going to find it. Like, they print off instructions. And yeah. It's too much. I just can't, thought that We can't was drive there. Because the whole thrust of this episode was, this is an island so remote. Who knows, buddy? And then, like, in the background, there's this massive landmass. Yeah. Like, Are you sure? It's like planes taking off and shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, there have been planes in the background. Of uh, I love the idea that they might just be on Kauai and like there's just civilization so close to them. Right. <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, but yeah, anyway, Sawyer tells Kate, he, I'm back on the raft. <laughs> you here to apologize? <laughs> no. Sorry, don't suit me. You corner me, freckles. But also, I'm kind of saying sorry in my own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... Realizes that and kind of accepts that. I do love their character dynamics. Um, she asks him why he wants to be on the raft so bad. And he says, in almost in a scance, <laughs> there ain't nobody worth staying for. Unless <laughs> there was somebody who's super attractive that would swim at waterfalls with me and ask me to stay, then I would. Then I would. And she says, well, be safe. <laughs> <laughs> and then sad Sawyer face comes out. Ugh. All right. Come on, Frank. And then so. <laughs> Cut to <laughs> Frank swooping in for Sawyer's sloppy seconds. <laughs> it goes well. <laughs> Walt tells Michael that he burnt the raft. He comes clean. I set it on fire and pregnantly fall down. <laughs> and he says, uh, oh, that's okay. And I love that he didn't get angry because I was going to be mad if he got angry because I'm so tired of that being Michael's reaction to everything. Like, yeah. I think his character's poorly, poorly written a lot of the time. Well, fuck you then, you know. Uh, but he's like, oh, that's okay. But we don't have to go, buddy. We'll stay, you know, which is a crazy thing because he's so set on leaving that he's willing to do that for his son that I thought it, yeah. it landed really well. And Michael's Paul, growing into a good parent. Walt says, yes, we do. <laughs> and it, like Ominous. The music comes up. Yeah. <laughs> It was very reminiscent of uh, Newt from Aliens going like, they'd only come out at night, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) We have to get off that silence. So now- Because of the chlamydia hatch. (laughs) Exactly. He's he's envisioned that Locke should not open the hatch, but I think he kind of knows that he will. And also, they have to leave. Now, I assume these are all very important characters. They don't get very far, I have to assume. 
Uh, but maybe it's, it's important that that part of the story plays out to in Walt. I don't know, but that's what Walt says. He knows the future, or at least small pieces of it. And then we cut to Sun and Kate, and this is where we realize that Kate, it was her idea to poison Jin, which <laughs> of, of course, course it was. Hill Crush and Kate from last episode, her go-to move is like, put some crush shit in She Michael's learned that from uh, Jack, the difference between crushing and falling. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, he heard Jack Raven uh, to talk about the difference between the two, and she's like, that gives me an idea. Uh, and then Son. <laughs> Son says that Jack's not going to tell anybody, so I didn't tell him it was your idea. And she's like, oh, thank goodness. Jack is good at keeping secrets. The fourth allusion to his hypocrisy. <laughs> You're laying it on too thick, guys. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode, which brings us to Beach Please. Beach Please. Guys, this is the part of the show where I tell you a little bit of trivia and facts about the episode we just watched. Kit, are you excited? I'm so excited. Is there lots of trips? There's there's a couple. There's a couple. Not, not a ton, but I think a, a couple of good ones. Uh, you pointed to this earlier. This was my first one, and I'm so proud of you for catching it. Kate and Tom buried their time capsule on August 15th of 1989. August 8th, 15th. 15th, if you're American. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure if people are... 15-8, uh, I'm sure. One five eight. I'm sure Europeans are like, that doesn't make that number order doesn't make sense. Right. But yeah, eight four five. This the the numbers. You talking about the numbers? The numbers. The numbers. Uh, some of the things in the time capsule. Did you did you catch them? Or at least some of them. I tried to f- see what I could find. I saw a baseball, the tape, and plane. So it's it. all it's all in a lunchbox. And sure. It's a new kids on the block lunchbox. Classic. Uh, the 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 baseball cap is a West Hills baseball club hat. Which oh. is a nonprofit community baseball club located in LA. Um, Allah. Allah. Also, there is a mini mouse figurine in there. And then, of course, the plane. And there's some other stuff as well. But those were the things that uh, I was able to research and find. I got a question for you, Kit. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of Sabrina the Teenage Witch? The original show? The original show. Yes. Uh, well, funny enough. With, um, 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 I used to have such a crush on her when I was a kid. Oh. Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember what Kate's alias was in the beginning of the episode? Joan Hart. Joan Hart. Do you know who plays Kate's mom, Diane? That's none other than Beth Broderick, one of Sabrina's aunts in uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow! So, yeah, the, so, the Sabrina the Teenage Witch Easter eggs are deep. Yeah, there's some de- some. Some love, love that show. show. Did you? I did. Yeah, with that little catty cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did not, however, watch Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. What my wife did, the new one, the Netflix one with uh, Kieran and Shipka. Yeah, I think I watched the first two seasons, and it's like it's very different and in a way. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That I'm like, this isn't for me. <laughs> sure, it's like a CW kind of thing. Yeah, it's very Riverdale. Um, uh, da, 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 let me see. Uh, did you notice that Sawyer uh, called Jin Sulu at one point, which is definitely kind of a racist sort of dig, uh, considering that uh, Jin is Asian and so is Hikaru Sulu, who plays, uh, I believe Sulu is the pilot on the original version of Star Trek. I didn't know who Sulu was. That's my thing. Yeah. He, so he was um, uh, John Cho. He plays John Cho in the remake. John, John Joe plays, plays him. him in the remake. Okay, uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Of Star yeah, Trek. yeah, yeah. So that is Hikaru Sulu. Um, funny enough, though, Daniel Day Cam has played not one, but two Star Trek characters 
uh, in his lifetime. He was, uh, and they're all minor characters, but he was uh, he was on Star Trek Voyager, but also Star Trek Enterprise. So if you are huge Star Trek fans, Daniel Day Kim was all three of you are right on board right now. Mackenzie Aston, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, who plays Doctor Tom Brennan. I'm surprised you didn't mention this in the recap kit, Uh, but you may better know this actor who plays Richard from The Magicians as such a huge fan of The Magicians. I did not recognize his bitch ass at all. Do you know Richard from The Magicians? Who's Richard? I don't know. He's just who he's credited as in IMDb. Richard from The Magicians. He's in like 11 episodes. (laughs) I don't know a Richard at this moment. (laughs) Maybe I called him Dick. Uh, he's also Will Stoneman from the movie Iron Will, which is like a, uh, a, a White Fang knockoff in the uh. 90s. And uh, yeah, so that's Mackenzie Aston. Good job, Tom. Dr. Leslie Arts. Arts. Who is a character we're going to see a couple times in the near future. Uh, he's played by an actor named Daniel Roebuck. Um, Daniel Roebuck is actually a Streaming Things alumni. We've seen him before. We saw him covering, or he played uh, Agent Wine, I think is how you pronounce it, uh, from Final Destination. Ah. Uh, But he's also in a ton of stuff. He plays uh, Agent Biggs in The Fugitive and U.S. Marshals. Uh, He's probably best well-known as Clifford Lewis from Matlock, if you're Matlock fans out there. Uh, (laughs) But he's also a Star Trek alumni. He plays Jaren in The Next Generation, which is a Another Star Trek alumnus. Yeah, Star Trek. And then last but not least, we're, of course, going to see how this episode ranks in the uh, IMDb Season 1 episode ranking thing that we've been referencing. Canon. canon. Yeah, this is canon, by the way. This is a canon event. If the last one was 16, I'm going to guess... The last one was 17. 17. I'm going to guess 13. Ooh, you think this is better than last week's episode? Uh, me personally, yeah. Wow. It's 22nd. Wow. Number 22. This yeah, <laughs> this was near the bottom. Yeah. Did you, would you, do you agree with that? Uh, I do. I don't like this episode that much. Yeah. They're both kind of. Yeah, they're both like meh, but I, I. I tell you what, this is. You know what it is for me. I'm predictable. You, it's Levangeli Lily. It's Kate. Yeah. yeah. It's just more like it's the same <laughs> level, just a lot of Kate. Like, ooh, she's blonde now? <laughs> I didn't like that. Yeah, it's kind of a weird look for her. Yeah. 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 Not that. Who cares? Not my body. Right. Not my choice. Do what you love. Uh, but that concludes this week's episode of Beach Please. Ooh, I like that. Thanks. That timbre. Thanks. Which brings us to our Mile High Club moments that I wish we had eight months ago called the Mile High moments. It just rolls better. Uh, <laughs> MHM, baby. Hey, we can change it now. Why not? Nah. Fourth quarter changes. Let's do it. <laughs> what is your number three favorite moment of this episode, Steve? Uh, my number three favorite moment. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Chris, let me tell you. Uh, let me tell you what I'm thinking here. Uh, no, I'll, I have a lot of smaller moments that I like. Because I don't think I like the overall story at large very much, but there was some very minor character moments in this episode that I did appreciate, that I do like. Artsed? Artsed is an honorable mention. Uh, Just seeing that motherfucker pop up made me laugh. Uh, No, the thing, my number three is a very small thing, but I I fucking get so hyped for it every time. And that's when Jin steps up to protect Michael from Sawyer. Like oh, there's yeah. a point where Sawyer's getting in Michael's face. And Jin, of all people, the dude who has scrapped with Michael more than anybody on God's green earth, stepped in between the two of them. Like, hey, that's my boat buddy. All right. And Sawyer backs down bond. and he's, he acts like he's not. He's like, back off, champ. Yeah. But, but he walks away. But he's like, he, he can see in his eyes like, oh, that dude's uh, probably killed some people. And I want to <laughs> see it because like son was like, don't I saved you. And she told him about Michael. That's what she said to Michael, and Michael's like, ah, "I could take him." And she's you, like, "You definitely couldn't." You want to see? You want to see Jin go John Wick on some people? I do. Hell yeah! I Me love too. Daniel Day Kim. First off, yeah. 
Um, What's your number three? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to say the moment between Charlie and Claire where she's cutting his hair and he's jamming. He invites her to L.A. It was just very touching. He's such a dumbass. <laughs> You know, like he's just a naive person and he's yeah. like, it's going to be great. We're going to jam. We're going to live and raise turnip head. I love that. They haven't named that child yet. Are you a fan of the guitarist Buckethead? Cause he's oh, about yeah. to debut as turnip head. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what's your number two? That's my number two. Woo! The, the moment between Charlie, Claire and turnip head. And specifically, I just love seeing Charlie so excited. He's got the writer's bug again as a fellow creative. Yeah, like, I know. You, it feels you, good. You've had this moment where you're just like, yeah, I'm really in my element. I'm in my zone. I'm doing my thing. And it just is extra funny to me that his 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 his, his song is called Monstrate the Pilot. That's metal. That's we fun. all, everybody. Monstrate the Pilot. <laughs> they all have that same beat. Monstrate the Pilot. <laughs> He's really leaning into what he, he doesn't best. notice. He's like, this one's a good one. Claire's like, ah, uh, it sounds like the same song. Do you like this? But said nar. over a different, with different words. No, I don't like it. No. Uh, now's code. Uh, my number two is probably the moment between Sawyer and Kate. It's not a great moment. But Which also, moment? Specifically when he goes to quote unquote, not apologize. Oh, okay. Sawyer doesn't suit me. But he is apologizing. It's a corny line, but in a delivered in a corny way, but I'm starting to really, really love Sawyer. Yeah. So it works. Sorry. Doesn't suit me. You know, <laughs> that's so uh, fun. Cause I remember early on in the series, you were just kind of like, oh, Sawyer sucks. I'm I know you, with it him. was such a cliche kind of thin character, but you're like, everybody loves Sawyer. That's, it's a whole thing that happened. And it's true. Somebody asked me on Instagram who my three favorite characters were. And I said, Locke Sawyer, which surprised even me. And then Kate, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, That's a good top three. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that moment, especially again, it's kind of corny, but the whole idea of him kind of looking at her as he says, cause there's nobody here to stay for and waiting for her <laughs> to interject is his, his idea. You know, he's, he's basically getting on the raft, which he's, he's going on a suicide mission yeah. to sulk. Cause you know, I think it's it implies that he cares a lot more about Kate than he's let on before. You know, this is kind of a shift in their dynamic. Yeah. But Kate, selfish that she, you know, as she is frequently, just immediately rebuffs him. I think dishonestly mm -hmm. doesn't bite yeah. when she would like to because she pushes people away. Um, yeah, I just think it was a good moment. A lot, there's a lot there to dig into. It's a lot to chew on and I enjoy chewing. So yeah. that's my number two. Chew it. <laughs> my Thanks for your support, buddy. <laughs> I'm here for you. Yeah, um, cue it. Get it. My number one is the lock Jack and Saeed at the hatch scene, just because mm. got to know what's in that hatch. And I love seeing the different perspective. Now that the mystery of the hatch has been opened up to other characters to the island, other than Locke, I love seeing their different perspectives. So it's really interesting to see that Jack, even though he's so often opposed to Locke, at least in some way, pretending is, to be is like, yeah, man, this this is a great party. We got to get. I I want to know what's in that hatch. And yeah, just Saeed being the 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 devil's advocate, but he he means it. But I really love that differing point of view where he has like, no, I don't think this is a good idea. Why would we get into that? We should leave this alone. We should bury it back up. Yeah, um, it's three really compelling characters talking about. Wait till Hurley sees the numbers on it. Oh my, Hurley's gonna lose his shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's three compelling characters talking about a very compelling plot device so that's my number one uh my number one is the did i already say my number one i don't think you did no the kiss 
between Kate and Tom. Oh, I just think, again, for all the reasons I waxed uh, pseudo poetically earlier, you know, the, the, the messy, complicated inner lives of human beings. And it's why I love the movie Past Lives so much. You know, I think people mistakenly think that movie is about true love when, in fact, it's about kind of sadly recognizing the fact that, you know, having many loves is possible. It doesn't really there is no soulmate. It's just a million different people you could live a great life with and you'll meet a few of them sometimes. And it's just kind of a bittersweet, painful thing to know that they exist. Wonder how they're doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't diminish the love you have with your current partner. Um, it's just an interesting fact that I, pe- I think people don't talk about enough. Like there are fictional depictions of romance are obviously are all usually typically so simple especially with for the, we, the, the media that we show kids, you know, the Disney movies, the princesses, the one true love kiss. And so you, you, you grow up, at least in the West, expecting to meet. And Son even says that in his episode. Uh, I thought I'd be so happy once I found the love, love yeah. you know, yeah. and Kate says me too. Um, and I think that that's a pretty mature theme to touch on. Just like, it's not that simple, man. You know, I've loved yeah. like four people. Think about them all the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that, my wife knows that and has loved multiple people and thinks about them fairly often. You know what I mean? Like yeah. wonders how they're doing. Da, 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 da. It doesn't mean she loves me any less and I don't get offended by it because I'm a fucking adult. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. I think that's, that, I think that really is a, a grown up way of thinking it because you know, you're always going to have those people in your past that you loved at one point and you'll always have a little bit of that with you your whole life. I think that's, and I think most, a lot of people, we need to normalize people talking about that. Like that's a, that's a fact. Like as much as we want to pretend that that's not a fact, I mean, it is. I agree. I agree. So that's why that's my number one, which brings us to our passenger princess. Who's your passenger princess? (sighs) Steve, who are you going with? Ooh, you know, I thought long and hard about this one. And at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's not, but let's talk about it. I think I got to get it to midday right now. At the middle of the day, <laughs> I got it. Doesn't have the same ring, does it? <laughs> it really doesn't. Shortly after noon, Short, I got to tell you. Shortly after I film a tum tum of lunch, <laughs> I got to go with what's in my gut, which is not lunch because I actually haven't eaten it. Uh, and that's Evangeline Lily. You got Evangeline Lily in your gut? Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I'm so sorry to everyone at home. I love it. My mother, if you're watching from the grave. <laughs> um, I agree with you. We all, everybody. We all, everybody. It's an Evangeline Lilly episode. Yeah. Somebody yeah. would have had to have acted their socks off to mm-hmm. knock off Evangeline Lilly off my pedestal. Yeah. And even though I don't like what's going on with yeah. her storyline, I still think she's doing great. She's doing the best she can with the yeah. words they gave her. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. She's going to nominate it. McKenzie. I mean, the only other, yeah. The only other option is Tom. like oh, fucking arts. Ooh, <laughs> that's actually a strong, what's his name? Uh, Roebuck, Daniel Roebuck. Oh, uh, 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 Daniel Roebuck. Yep. Is he of the Sears and Roebuck family? You think? Uh, no idea. I didn't look. Titans of industry that they are. Probably retail legends. Maybe. <laughs> you guys ever been to Sears? <laughs> Used to be called Sears and Roebuck. You ever been to Sears? Eighty <laughs> Hoosel. Yeah, I'm gonna go Evangeline Lilly as well. And now, lost and found, we did find out who Kate killed. Doctor Tom Brown. Doctor Tom. Um, but we still don't really know her crimes. I mean, she's, yeah, that's true. Because we were don't, already chasing her in both flashbacks, weren't they? Yeah, we don't know what like precipitated her original uh, Life run from the law. Yeah, yeah, born yeah. to run. That's what it is. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. She knew the she knew uh, the boss. Is that Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, she suffers from the crime of being an ardent supporter of the boss. The boss. 
The boss and the Nuge. She's really big uh, into Ted Nugent. That sucks. <laughs> she might actually in real life. <laughs> really? Evangeline Lilly? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Huh. We, uh, I don't think we've talked about it a lot, but Evangeline Lilly's like a real big... Um, I know she's like like a real big like anti-vax type person. Really? Yeah. That sucks. Um, Not to judge on anybody, but I'm just a, a man of science. Yeah. That sounded really condescending. I'm a, I'm a man of science. I actually believe in truths. I thought you were going to go Dr. Brenner for a second and it had been a while. I'm a man of science. I'm a man of science. <laughs> I, I don't know what all these anti-vaxxers are bitching about. I put everything in my body I can. <laughs> That's right. Can I put it in a needle? That needle's going in me. Can you put it in a Nina? Ooh, if you can put it in a Nina, uh, my whole afternoon's gone right there. <laughs> Crack a couple of brewskis and sit back in the Nina. <laughs> One of my favorite moments of all time in my life. <laughs> I have two children. Yay. I wouldn't be sure where I'd put that amongst my favorite moments in life. But yeah. It might be higher than the top two. <laughs> Fuck your kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's the end of episode 22. Just to reiterate, the episodes 23, 24, and 25 are a three-part finale, Steve has informed me. Yes. So we're going to do all three of those next week rather than split it up. Mm -hmm. And that'll be the end of our coverage of season one of Lost. They will be split up slightly. So we'll do two of those in yeah, one I just coverage. Mean split up from the week. Yeah. So like Monday, you'll see like two of those episodes put together into one. And then uh, Friday, we'll have... Episode One 25 and then like a big season retrospective, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, next week we'll announce our big announcements, our slate of coverage that we know of, which is a lot for 2024 and other plans that we have. We'll cut you guys in on all those gory details, but that's all the time we have for right now. We love you. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting us. We've got to go return some videotapes. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. I'm just, I don't know why I went full Alan Rickman. <laughs> I'm streaming. <laughs> oh, man. Yes.